Everyone to the Vocal Revolution. This is where we talk about changing the world with the power of our voices, our own worlds personally, and the world. And my guest today is a wonderful woman who's come to talk to us, especially because we're coming up to International Women's Day. And Rocky Shah is the CEO of the Circle, which is Annie Lennox's amazing charity, which is working hard to empower women and girls worldwide. And I joined the circle in 2017 because I heard Annie talking about the principle of the circle, which is that when women gather together in circles, they become empowered to take action and those actions ripple out into the world. And I thought I can go with that. That happens in my life. I see that happening. So I signed up immediately. And I'm just so thrilled Raki is here to talk about that with us today. It's just so exciting. She has over 16 years experience of international development. And before coming to the circle, she worked with Oxfam and UNICEF. And she's particularly skilled at bringing voices from the field to the forefront. So thank you so much for joining me today, Raki. Oh, Katie, thank you so much. And this is the power of the circle, having wonderful members like you that, you know, use their skills and resources to, to bring um, the voices of women to the forefront. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's absolute pleasure, really. Um, yeah, I'm so honoured that you're here. I'm so excited that we can today talk about how we can support women's voices, mm. uh, those of, it might be our own voices and within the circle and the, how that ripples out across the world. And I know you've got some exciting campaigns and things to talk to us about. Um, but first of all, tell us a little about maybe about your story and how how did you come to be in the circle? What What drew you to it? So interestingly, I've been involved in the circle right from the very beginning for God over 12 years. So um, when it started off as a project and Annie had this wonderful idea, as you say, about bringing women together. Um, I was working at Oxfam at the time and uh, Annie's a brilliant ambassador for them and came up with this idea of women empowering women. So I went to the first dinner that Annie organised with lots of esteemed women and, you know, was super inspired and helped out on a couple of projects then. And then I, I moved away to different jobs at the time. Um, but still kept my eye on the circle and was involved in very different ways. And then when the chief exec job came up last year, I just felt so passionate about the organisation and came full circle back into it. So, um, I mean, I did start the first week of lockdown, so it was a bit of a roller coaster starting point. But it's been lovely to reconnect with so many women and also meet so many new members like yourself as well along the way. That sounds so exciting. It's such a nurturing organisation to be part of, isn't it? And it's so empowering and how wonderful that we're, it feels very much like it's very encouraging of people to have that kind of circular journey of coming in and out and, and being part of different parts of the circle. And perhaps you can explain a bit more to us about how, the, what the, the circles within the circle mm. as well, because I know there are many. It's quite a unique organisation. So, of course, you know, women and male allies, we welcome everybody. You can come and join the, you know, the larger circle and get involved in lots of different ways from, you know, fundraising, advocacy, signing petitions, etc. But we also have this unique element of circle committees, whether they're geographical or from different sectors that people can get involved in. So we have a lawyer circle, a music circle, a healthcare circle, uh, an Asian circle, um, London, Oxford. So 
there's various different ways to get involved in and the beauty of those is as you say they're like circles of connections influence um really fun ideas as well you never know what's going to come out of them and that's beauty of of the overall organization is you know having fun along the way but making a difference so that's what drew me to to it like many people is that it is quite different and it is all about women empowering women and it's so so important especially ever more so now so yeah really pleased to be able to talk about it some more oh it's wonderful thank you for sharing your enthusiasm with us (laughs) just I know it's just yeah so much spontaneity as you say spontaneous ideas but also Mm. really really structured um you know I know for example the lawyer circle doing some very structured work as well in terms of lobbying and you know making some really significant strides forward you know in 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 different issues for women and perhaps um you could tell us a little bit more about you know I know we go under this banner of global feminism Mm. and not maybe everyone might not have heard of that like what is that what is it does is it different from normal feminism what why do we need it even you know that, that might be what people might be thinking so perhaps you could tell us that as that's a co- core concept really isn't it yeah global feminism was originally kind of conceived by somebody called bell hooks kind of quite a few years ago and it really and you know and annie lennox as i found her has you know harnessed that and really brought it to the forefront and it really is quite simply about women across the world building bridges between them because we all face similar um, experiences but also bringing to the forefront that feminism just isn't just about women in the west but it's also about really vulnerable women in the global south that don't have particular safety nets or support to the levels that we might do so it's about bringing together a collective of women across borders you know building those connections and really supporting each other so it's quite a simple but effective kind of way of what the circle is about um and a couple of years ago for International Women's Day, um, Annie and a few others launched a brilliant film, which if people can find out. They can just Google global feminism in the circle. And it featured Ed Sheeran, Mary J. Blige, Gwen- Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, um, lots of other people talking about global feminism and bringing to the forefront some of the really horrifying statistics that happen across the world to women and girls really um, amazing film and from there we've kind of just built on the campaign and the the notion of global feminism kind of year on year and it's going to be a really core part of our um, work going forward as we bring on more project partners you know kind of um, re-clarify our mission and vision to support women across the world it'll be it'll be really key and it's you know it's been it's gone down really well amongst supporters and even though a lot of people haven't heard it when you explain it um it really makes sense to people so I'm really excited about what more we can do to amplify that that is really exciting and really necessary isn't it because yes we may um identify and say yes we can identify as women but our experience as women is going to be really really diverse across the world in co- according to our circumstances and even the legislation in our countries you know we've got women in some parts of the world where there's no legislation to protect them against things like domestic violence and you know other issues so it is hugely varied and that's a you know why we often hear that other term which is intersectional feminism yeah. and, and the need to understand that different forms of oppression intersect 
Um, perhaps you'd like to say a bit more about that. And I think intersectionality can sometimes often be a clunky word, can't it? And people do hear it a lot, but you don't, you know, sometimes often don't understand it. And I guess global feminism is another lens to look at it through. But for, for intersectionality really is, as you say, about looking at through different lenses that kind of um, overlay each other. And I think even more so at the forefront after last summer's Black Lives Matter protests and movement, that we are looking at um, things with those different lenses so whether it's feminism racial justice um, they all overlap so it's making sure that we are giving a voice to people and women from those different communities because whilst there are absolutely fundamentals that we all experience we have to look at them through particular lenses as well where they might be finding something more um targeted towards them so that's really about that's what intersectionality is about and also for the circle it's about welcoming women from all walks of life we're not uh, you know there's no barriers um at the circle and i think that's the beauty that you if you come along and join yes you get to meet women who've got similar interests or like-minded but you get to meet women who are completely different that you might not you know meet in other walks of lives and so we're really trying to build on this sense of community um which I hope I think you find when you join the circle and in, in all the different events and um activities that we do so it's a really lovely lovely feeling yes I'm really looking forward to being in person again actually and, and being able to come to events and, and I've really uh, benefited from the online events this last year as well and that experience as you say of meeting women from totally different backgrounds and I've made friends with people across the country uh, which is so exciting you know through being part of the circle so uh, not only what's so lovely is not only are we supporting women around the world but also we're growing our own circles and then we become empowered and we feel more supported and nourished ourselves and then that hopefully helps us be more active in the world uh, it's been really hard this year not doing in-person events because that is the lifeblood of the circle you know wherever you are whether it's in the uk or abroad and and forming smaller circles with your friends and family or these these larger committees but we've tried to do as many kind of online events without zoom fatigue as possible and actually circle members have really stepped up and created amazing events you know from panel discussions to quizzes to dance-a-thons to cook-along so everyone's been really really creative and where there have been moments to sort of come together for example the Oxford Circle were going to do this I love this idea they were going to do a paddle um a paddle boarding session on Halloween dressed as witches it didn't come <laughs> up because of the weather but I just you know that's where I mean the fun of the circle really comes I can see that going nationwide to be honest it's, it's so good so let's hope you know in the coming months um, when it comes to autumn we can do things like that a bit more again Oh, it'd be so great. It'd be so great. And uh, yeah, this is being able to have fun while you're supporting, contributing is uh, is a great feeling. It's the best. It's a kind of a form of magic, I think, when you know that you've created something. Um, but it's not just about you and the people involved. That There's a ripple out effect. Um, and perhaps you could tell us a little bit about um, obviously women have had specific impacts um, during COVID. And I know you have a very specific COVID appeal. Um, and that's one of the things you've been focusing on this year. So perhaps just saying a little bit more about that and and, um, and how, how the circle is contributing and what are the issues for women at this particular time? 
Yeah. So obviously I started the first week of lockdown in the UK and and it was a really scary time for everybody. And one of the things um, we wanted to look at what was what was going to be our COVID response right from you know the outset. And speaking to our amazing grassroots project partners, um, they were already struggling with the impact just in those first few weeks. So we decided to launch um, our first global fundraising appeal. So the Women and Girls Solidarity Fund pretty early on, I think it was early May, to try and raise funds to help support them at and support the advocacy work we're doing and we had all sorts of amazing initiatives happening we had a big music auction with lots of artists supported the panel discussions talked about um, we did a 15 minute secret dance thon the oxford circle did so lots of raising we raised over a hundred thousand pounds today which is extraordinary and we've been able to give a number of grants to um, grassroots projects so some of our projects include the non-saber shelter in south africa so the funds there were used to help extend quarantine within the refuge so that more women and children could come to the shelter once um, lockdown had, had opened. In Glasgow, with um, Glasgow and Clyde Rape Crisis, we supported funding their first ever tech support helpline and women were accessing it within 48 hours. So there was a real clear need at the time for that. Um, and we know the statistics around domestic violence globally were absolutely horrifying and continue to be. I mean, they were horrendous before the pandemic, but they shot up, you know, within days of, of lockdowns happening. And, you know, the UN estimates that there were 15 million more cases for, of domestic violence for every three months of global lockdowns, which is extraordinary. In the UK, there was a 25% increase um, to the national helpline. So so the text support helpline um, in Scotland, the um, the, the extra um, quarantine space in South Africa. We're supporting in Uganda, supporting girls um, who are out of school to, to get ready for going back to school, giving emergency food parcels. Um, so, And we're supporting garment workers as well. So there was a big, big stories at the beginning of the um, pandemic about how garment workers had kind of completely lost their livelihoods. Fast fashion companies had pulled contracts, um, hadn't fulfilled them. They were left destitute within days. So we supported a number of projects in Nepal, Myanmar and Bangladesh with emergency food and hygiene parcels and also legal aid so um just last year alone through the covid appeal we supported five thousand women and girls around the world which is extraordinary and you know to any circle members or supporters listening who, or who donated like thank you because it's all down to them and the support that they showed during you know quite a difficult period so so my experience of of lockdown is that it's been kind of as we said kind of horrifying but also really inspiring to see what's still possible even when we're all restricted we can still somehow contribute to people who are facing devastating consequences such as people women locked locked away with abusive partners and this is just you know facing an absolute horror story and that's just one issue that women are facing worldwide so very inspiring that we can still come together and make that impact because 5,000 women worldwide that's that's amazing and so perhaps as we come towards International Women's Day I'm sure you're thinking about how you can make a very special impact at this time so what are your plans? 
Well, we are going to be launching um, in just a few days um, a new campaign, a positive and uplifting one. We wanted to do something that wasn't, you know, of course, there's, you know, um, horrifying statistics out there and, you know, real impact on women. But we wanted to do something positive and uplifting. So we're going to be launching a new campaign called Circles of Change, which goes back to the ethos of the circle. And it's going to be very much about amplifying um, women in your lives or the activists that you consider to be in your circle of change and then taking a pledge for um, gender equality because International Women's Day is such a pivotal global moment for everybody to think about being inspired but also recommitting to women's rights so we're going to be doing launching campaign it's a lovely bright and visual and we're going to be asking people to post on social media their pledges and tag in their inspiring women whether it's your your mum your sister it might be a grassroots activist I'm sure there's gonna be lots of Greta Thunbergs being um, (laughs) tagged in there Um, yeah and take a pledge and it could be any Anything from making a donation to committing to do a fundraising activity to amplifying activists throughout the year to signing more petitions. So there's kind of a variety of a menu that people can get involved in, or you might just think up your own pledge for this year. Um, so that's going to be one of the things that we're doing. And then as well as part of that campaign, we're going to be hosting an event on International Women's Day itself. Um, our wonderful founder, Annie Lennox, is going to be in conversation with Baroness Lola Young about global feminism and we're going to also have um, journalist and broadcaster Lindsay Hilson talking about one of our project partners the Marie Colvin Journalist Network which she helped set up in legacy of um, war correspondent Marie Colvin so really exciting and I hope everyone can join us and that we can raise you know significant amount of funds for our grassroots project partners as well. Fantastic that's that sounds really exciting I can't wait to get involved Mm -hmm. and I think what I love the principle that you know, we each do what we can do. And we all know people, as you say, it could be um, just someone you know on your street or your community uh, or in your family who you know to be just an extraordinary activist and a, a, someone who just keeps the wheels of life turning and supports people around them. And that we can each celebrate all of those people in our lives uh, at all the levels that they are. And we can also commit to what's viable to each of us to do because we're all in different circumstances, aren't we? Yeah, I think that's what we wanted to make it, that, you know, we can give some suggestions, but it's really up to everybody to think, you know, there's a lot of people who are very busy out there who might want to do something simple but do really want to commit. Or there might be people like you who are always coming up with great ideas and, you know, wanting to be more creative. So that's the beauty of the circle. We want to go back to that ethos of it. And I think, again, you know, for to have a positive campaign this year where you can celebrate, you know, know fellow human beings when it's been such a troubling difficult time in so many ways feels like maybe we're slightly getting to the the end of the road of near positivity across different countries we hope so anyway so we have to help with that a little bit yes and I was just thinking then of course that the majority of our healthcare workers and our frontliners are women Uh, statistically I think it's about 75% of the NHS are are female at least um, in most hospitals so I think celebrating again many of us may want to celebrate our our activist uh, nurse friends doctors consultants you know and say thank you to them at this time as well and celebrate the very specific activism of this time, you know, amazing. Um, and the healthcare circle are doing just that. They're going to be doing a walk in the the number of um, 
footsteps and miles that a nurse does every day, they're going to be recreating that um, as part of their initiative for International Women's Day and calling for donations. So, you know, as I say, there's lots of creative ideas out there. So, um, yeah, get everyone get their thinking caps on and how they can how they want to contribute. Oh, wow. I really love that. that, that, mm. that. So people can see so creative. Yeah. And of course, if you get an idea while you're listening, please just write it down or put it in the comments and and, and get involved because uh, we just yeah, we can't wait to hear what people come up with. So well, even, you know, Monday in the UK is when you can go and have a coffee on a park bench with your with a friend. So, you know, even if you do that and you choose, you know, an inspiring woman in your life that you can see that day and just have a chat about you know what it's like, then and, and you know, then many you might want to take a pledge. You know, as simple as that, you know, just a connection is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. And I've always believed is that that same principle when women gather together, when we when we have those spaces, those chats, all sorts of things come come out of just having a chat sometimes, doesn't it? True. So, so true. So true. We can't help but sort of um, come up, talk and talk and talk and come up with creative ideas. Sometimes I think we have to rein ourselves in, don't we, a little bit as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to go like one at a time, Katie, not all of them. Yeah, not so fully, fully get that. Yeah, you. You're only one person. You can only do so many things in a day. Mm. <laughs> oh, but it's wonderful to have that creativity and, and to be, it must be so exciting for you to be seeing ideas being implemented and um, one of the things I love celebrating on on the Zoomcast is um, stories because I know stories are so personal and they really uh, they really impact us so I just wondered if you might be able to share some of your favorite stories of uh, where a difference has been made to whether it's an individual woman or I know I'm sure you've got loads but just um, maybe a couple of your favorites of of impact yeah, my my favourite from this year has to be when we celebrated International Day of the Girl. So that was back in October. And we brought these incredible young feminists from the UK and Uganda together. And they did um they came up with this idea called Girls Global Dance Hour, where they came, curated the playlist, they curated the posters, they had these incredible discussions, you know, talking about things that young women face. And um, but yeah, they had held this really uplifting dance hour that had you know people from all ages joining in and we did that with our project partner I Rise who are incredible who work in Uganda in the UK and the funds from that they raised went to support um, young women who were had been out of school for a long time had longer than even in the UK and um often there we're going to be at risk of not being sent back and potentially being married off early so increased risk of child marriage um so our funds really helped with back to school kind of packs and um supporting them yeah to go back so that was really positive uplifting and just seeing these young feminists sort of the next generation being so energized and giving us energy as well was really really lovely um you know, I've spent a long time working in international development and into a number of countries. And the last one I went to was to Bangladesh when the Rohingya um, crisis happened, when there were um, hundreds of thousands of people fleeing from Myanmar into Bangladesh um, following those, those killings. And I met some really incredible women, but horrific, horrific stories of... Um, you know, their husbands, their fathers being shot in front of them, them having to flee with their little 
kids over, children over the border in boats coming to these refugee camps. And, you know, we were meeting people who literally just arrived were completely um, lost, frightened. Um, but it was incredible to see the support that was being given by different organisations in those um, the, that re- huge refugee camp. And, you know, being able to particularly, you know, the women being able to direct them towards psychosocial support, um, you know, if they were pregnant to maternal health facilities, immunisations for children, and also really lovely safe spaces for women to talk um, and, and you know, felt to be heard and felt that they were being listened to was just, as you say, about the circle, the power of the circle of just vision, you know, seeing, you know, as women sitting around and it doesn't alleviate everything, but having that space to talk to, to each other was really kind of empowering. So those are two stories from, you know, recently and from a few years ago that, you know, change is really possible and there are extraordinary organisations doing really wonderful things out there and we love our project partners they are on the front line and anything we can do to help support and amplify them um yeah is incredible wow that's really inspiring and i feel really moved and touched by yeah just that that feeling that even within the most horrific of situations there is always hope and there can be in some of the dehumanizing most violent places there's still we can bring humanity we can bring care we can bring kindness we can bring connection and we can bring all the necessary physical sources of help as well and as you say uh, psychological help all those different levels and that was actually something that inspired me when I read about non-saber the, and how um, a woman who goes to the refuge in November will, will receive that whole package yeah. of support that she needs um, in order to to start mending and thriving and growing yeah. and recovering. And that's so important. And, yeah, and what, just fifty pounds will will um, you know allow um, a woman at non saber to have that safe space and and refuge for ten days at least. And you know a lot of them are there for months um, to get that holistic support, as you say. So um, any of those funds that have been donated, they're really really making a difference. Yeah, that's really really wonderful to to hear and. And you you mentioned as well in those stories about women talking and being able to talk together and the bringing of a, of women's voices together because in its experiences of severe oppression and also subtle oppression, women are silenced and their voices are not heard and they are uh, persuaded out of talking or, or physically stopped from talking. Um, so what do you feel that you've seen in your experience um, needs to happen what would you like to see happen more to help bring women's voices particularly those that are marginalized or vulnerable um, less privileged communities how can we uh, help bring those voices to the fore yeah I think you know working through our project partners is about taking those stories that they're gathering and being able to amplify those as much as possible and where they feel comfortable, those women being you know part of our events to to talk about those issues because as you say a lot of the time they are hidden or those stories are hidden and it might be they don't feel comfortable in certain circumstances but in a group of women we all know this you might open up a little bit more and finding those stories where it's not just about the issues that have facing us but also the commonality of you know what it's like having children what are we eating what are we cooking what are we you know all those things um and bringing a bit of you know laughter between women I think the thing I always found when I went to to 
different countries was um, you can always hear a cackle of, of women and the laughter of women in a corner somewhere, can't you, no matter what they're doing. So um, I think that's particularly what I miss of kind of seeing friends and family and, you know, gatherings of, of people. So, um, but that's worldwide, isn't it? So um, as much as we can do to bring those voices to the forefront, I think is, and hear their stories from, from them is, is really key. Yes. And I guess we can all, you know, a lot of us have access to things like social media where we can share and we can be looking out. That might be one of our pledges, for example, yeah. is to watch out for those stories and retweet them or just sharing, just posting can take 30 seconds, can't it, just to press retweet or whatever, but just to actually start flagging up and, and paying attention, I guess, the more, what we what we attend to grows, doesn't it? So the more we're that, all aware. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, as I mentioned, you know, the Black Lives Matter protest movement over the summer as horrific as they were gave a space for people to feel like they should and could learn about issues and also take that responsibility of amplifying where if you do have a platform no matter how small or you know just even using the time you've got with friends and family to talk about issues I think it's really really important and and can all those small changes lead to something big don't they so that's that's the power of community yeah, and there's also often issues that we feel uncomfortable about talking about. And I think, as you say, one of the really important things that's come out of the Black Lives Matter movement is people having permission to talk and to say, uh, to examine our conditioning. For example, for me as a white person, I need to look and be happy, be able to say, I've been conditioned in certain ways and I need to perhaps unpackage some of that because it might be damaging to people of colour. And therefore, but actually having permission for people to start grappling with those kind of difficult, difficult topics that perhaps we haven't had permission to or not known how to start to even talk about. So, I mean, where have you seen in your work, You've, as you mentioned, you've done so much international work, where have you seen perhaps instances of how international or cross-cultural dialogue can help? Or what, what do you feel helps open up some of those really important dialogues that we need to have? Well, I, I sort of came back to, you know, the, the idea of those young feminists really kind of opened my eyes a little bit more of using the conduit of music was just one example of that's a commonality across cultures that people are interested in, in music in different ways. But it helped open up the conversation in some instances that you can start to talk about what your interests are and that then leads on to, to other things. So you don't have to, I would say, don't you don't need to dive into what could be serious issues straight away, um, but find those things that every human being is sort of interested in and kind of building on that. So building rapport from someone you don't know, um, finding those easy, easy ways in um, to start that conversation is really, really important. And then it leads on to, as you say, so many ideas, conversations, um kind of you know changes of the world just come from things like that don't they so really important yeah and as an artist I I really believe that I really I, I see every day in my life that when we have a a participatory experience um often in a circle of singers or a circle of people gathered together to enjoy something together it puts us in touch with something of our basic shared humanity that we're all enjoying something together then we have that common ground to then start having dialogue, start having connections, start building connections across what might be perceived as boundaries or barriers, uh, which is so exciting. And I, I love that, yeah, music has, has always done, it actually brings to mind the story of, um, it was a blues musician who in the States 
used music to befriend Ku Klux Klan uh, members. And uh, yeah, and he was black and he was going around befriending people through his music. And as a result of getting to know him and, and enjoying his music, these people, the Ku Klux Klan members were actually uh, releasing some of their, their, their views and changing it. It was just an amazing story. I think this is why um, a lot of countries, particularly British, love tea. It's kind of, it down barriers, doesn't it? Uh, let's just have, have a chat over a cup of tea. It's, you know, it's it's that starting point that I think um, has long been missed this year, hasn't it? So um, all the more for lots of tea, more tea being consumed in person. Absolutely. And I've really enjoyed being part of your Chai Day at Appeals, actually, isn't it? That's another of our... The circles appeals, perhaps you'd like to say about that's wonderful. Yeah, the supportive. chai chai day is wonderful. It was um, first organised by our Asian circle, a wonderful group of um, South Asian women um, supporting um, other South Asian women across the world. And um, yeah, they came up with the concept of chai day, similar to a coffee morning, um, and um, linking it to the sixteen days of activism on ending violence, which always starts in the autumn, November twenty fifth, um, and goes up until the 10th of December which is um, Human Rights Day so yeah linking it to that and using that as a moment to kind of come together um, have a lovely time but also talk about the issues and raise some funds to support um, women so yes they did it again this year and lots of people from the circle joined in um, and yeah I think this year we've also we were talking about how chai is lovely but we also all need to have a mocktail cocktail glass of wine uh, strong coffee as well so broadening it out somewhat as well was quite fun a shot of something else in the tea perhaps yes Yes. (laughs) people who drink it I think that was probably very vital yes (laughs) certainly this year probably (laughs) yeah and the other thing linked to that is that we launched the circle launched its um series first inaugural inaugural one was um a couple of weeks ago was the cocktail circle cocktail hour so essentially that's going to be our series happening every couple of months where we have an inspiring speaker but bringing circle members together to connect because as you say in-person events have been really difficult and hopefully we can do them more but that's an opportunity again to be inspired and and build that community where possible fantastic and if people wanted to find out more and get involved with the community how can they do that how can they find the circle um come to the circle website there's lots and lots of information on there and um, our social media pages have lots on there as well and we've got a wonderful relationship manager called peter barrett who katie you know who if you are maybe a bit lost or you have got lots of creative ideas and um, she can help connect you with other members or help point you in the right direction so yeah, get in touch we can't wait to hear from everyone I'm sure I, I'm sure many people will feel inspired and want to come and get involved because it, it's just wonderful work that you're doing and I'm so grateful to be part of it and to be able to share about it today and and I'm really excited for International Women's Day and to see the campaign. Uh, when is it launching? It is launching on the 1st of March, so we'll have a week's run up until International Women's Day on the 8th and continue after, because International Women's Day is on a Monday, so it feels like it's the start of another week of activism that we can carry on this year. So, yeah, plenty of time for people to get involved. Um, Join us, look out for it on social media. If you're interested in attending an inspiring event, then, um, yeah, look out for that on the website as well. So, as I said, we've got some great speakers and performances, more to be announced, and And yeah, come and join us. The more the merrier as part of the Circle community. 
Oh, that's wonderful. I, I just really am so excited. I'm really looking forward to all of it and this wonderful week of activism and celebrating, celebrating, uplifting and sharing the voices of women and our allies worldwide as well. It's just, yeah, phenomenally exciting. Thank you and so Katie, much. And Katie, you're such an inspiring member. So thank you for having me on, but also all the brilliant work you do for The Circle and um, all the creative ideas you've got. Oh, bless you. Well, it's the least I can do. You know, I just feel if I can make just a small, I was, that's one thing I said, I can just make a small uh, drop in the ocean of a difference. And if it maybe touches one person and then, you know, um, but I know that I also am transformed by the experience of of that. So I'm very grateful myself, you know, to be, to be, as I said, to be part of the circle, to feel that nourishment of feeling connected to amazing women like yourself. So really thank you for your leadership and thank you for coming and taking your time today to talk to us. It's really amazing. Very, very welcome, Katie. And um, yeah, we can't wait to see everyone that comes and joins us in whatever way they do. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, happy International Women's Day. Let's make it a celebration this year because extraordinary things are happening out there. So, yes, look forward to seeing everyone soon. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Raki. Thank you. Thank you, Katie.